0: Teacher, what style is that? Don't think. You are now listening to the... Bishop problem. You must learn. Right, right, try, try with me. It's my own secret technique. Yo. Peace to the planet Earth, Adisa Banjoko. You know what it is. This is FarsideTV.com. You are locked into the Bishop Chronicles. You are listening to Side Life Radio. And I am your host, Adisa the Bishop, a.k.a. the Black Dragon of the West Side, a.k.a. Zato Ichi, a.k.a. the South Bay Shogun, a.k.a. the Iron Hook assassin, 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 a.k.a. the black Cortez killer, nobody's trilling in me, boys and girls, and you know what it is, Bishop Chronicles is the world's first podcast, giving you West Coast perspectives on hip-hop, MMA, and health and fitness, fitness trends, you understand me, ain't, here we go, here we go. One more time, Mike. Bishop Chronicles is the world's first podcast giving you West Coast perspectives on hip hop, MMA and health and fitness trends. Ain't nobody out there lacing your cranium with this here vibranium like Adisa the Bishop. So listen, boys and girls, you can be down now or you can bow down later because West Coast going to stay greater. You know what I'm saying? West Coast outlaw, mortal OGs all day, all day. All right. But for real. Thank you for tuning in. Super happy to have you with me. I hope you're having a blessed day and I hope this blessed day turns into a blessed week. You know what I mean? If this is your first time listening, understand. That this may not be the best thing. But it's sure enough is the worst thing. But it's sure enough, sure enough is the worst thing. But it's sure enough, sure enough is the worst thing. That's right. So, before I get into it, you know what I'm going to ask you to do. One, pass on one show today to someone you care about. Just one show. It could be this one. It could be the last show. I got hella good looks on the last show with Rob Nasty. Hella funny, learning about hip-hop history that you ain't heard, because everything about the history of hip-hop ain't about New York. No disrespect. You know what I'm saying? But I know y'all didn't know what you learned from Rob Nasty in the last show. You know what I'm saying? I could tell people was feeling it. I was getting mad responses from it. And he is going to come back, and we are going to talk more in depth about the Bay Area and West Coast b-boy scene in general and hip-hop scene. You know what I mean? Um, but thanks for all those shouts. Again, you know, you might be loving that Bruce Lee show. You might be loving that Mac Miller show. I still get a lot of love for that Mac Miller show. Shout out to Raka though, from Dilated Peoples, man. I went on his page the other day, at the real Raka There's a picture of him talking to Mac Miller, and he's wearing a Hip Hop Chess Federation shirt. Man, I didn't even know Mac Miller knew that our org existed, bruh. I almost shed a straight tear looking at that picture. You know what I mean? Shout out to Rocker. Shout out to the whole Dilated family. Shout out to the Beat Junkies. You know what I mean? Um... But yeah, yeah, yeah. Please pass on any show that you like. Could be that Dr. Pete show. Got a lot of good feedback from that Dr. Pete show about the emotional roots of physical illness. Powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. Shout out to at the SF Goldman. That's my G right there. Um, yeah. Also, don't forget, please follow and subscribe on Mixcloud, Spotify, or iTunes. We're growing steadily, but I need your help. I can't grow without you. I need your help. Please do it. Subscribe, leave a comment, pass one on. Post a show on your Facebook page. Send it to one friend. Do whatever. You know what I mean? Repost it on your IG. Just screenshot the show on your IG and tag me. You know what I mean? People do that once in a while. It's good. I appreciate it. So, you know, um... I really do appreciate all the listeners. I, I cannot say that enough, and I know I get emails like, "Yo, Bishop, you really laced me I, I you know I started using this workout regimen or I started using this supplement and it's helping me or I started reading this book because of you or I started reading in general, you know what I'm saying, and I'm grateful man, listen, this is um I'm not sure if the word is right right now'm is this a symbiotic relationship? We helping each other, man, we helping each other. Trust me, this show is therapy for me, dog, cuz I'd be on the train talking to myself and now I get to talk to y'all. Um and also don't forget, if you want to hit me directly, hit me at real hip hop chess on IG. Real hip hop chess. Um I always follow and follow back. I always, you know what I'm saying? Um enjoy talking to people. I don't ignore people in my DMs, but don't be trying to holler at me ladies. Have a step back, would you? It's not that kind of party. And anyway, uh, yeah, but if you hit me up and you're looking for information, I'm going to hit you back. And without further ado, I would like to shout out to at prideclothing.co. At prideclothing.co. On Instagram, they have a dope clothing line focused around the fusion of hip-hop and jujitsu. You know what I mean, shout out to Anton, because he's like the, the, the head of the company and he knows his stuff. A lot of a lot of folks. I'm not saying I'm not. Listen, I ain't qualifying and saying some other people are fake that be trying to push jujitsu and hip hop. What I'll tell you is Anton knows his stuff and a lot of other people don't. And they be trying to do one offs of this and one offs of that. But they're really not about any of it. No disrespect. I'm just being honest with what I see out there. Anton knows what's popping, go to at prideclothing.co, use the code Bishop, B-I-S-H-O-P, all lowercase, and get a little discount on the OG, you know what I'm saying, yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah, 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 you might have seen me with that hoodie, that red hoodie, you know what I mean, with the Crenshaw Grappling Club from Compton, (laughs) oh yeah, I hate to inform you that's a one-off. That's what they made for the OG. But you can get other dope clothes off that site, and you should. You know, I love CBD for healing, for real. If you ain't using CBD for healing, I don't care what your age is, you are slipping, all right? Um, there's a company called At Canna Body, C-A-N-N-A underscore body, At CannaBody. Yo. This stuff, I use it on my MCL for my left leg. Crucial healing. If I have a headache, I use it on my temples. If I have like, you know, sometimes when you be tussling and getting slammed and slamming people, you have bumps and bruises, right? Or you bang your shoulder. Man, cannabody, Use it. It smells so good. Hey, for real, I'm from California. And you know how I know I'm from California? Because I've been to Calistoga and Napa. All right? I'm suburban. I'm suburban. I don't hide that fact. Anyway, whilst in Napa, in Calistoga region, I have uh, had the uh, distinct and fantastic experience of the spa culture and life in Northern California. And what Cannabody makes smells so good, it reminds me of those spas, man. It's like some kind of like lavender lemon, something, I don't know what y'all got going in there, but it's good. I legit vouch for Cannabody fantastic product get on deck and when you go there use the discount code hip hop and get yourself a little discount off the product you heard hip hop so with pride clothing on ig when you go to the site the code is bishop and on with CannaBody, it's canna underscore body the discount code is hip hop all right you will thank me later i promise on both accounts now it's time for the heartbeat props. Heartbeat props are where we give love to people while they live in. We don't wait until they pass away, start putting them on T-shirts and crying on the gram about how we love them. We love them right now and we let them know why. I'm going to give three shout outs right now. Mick, my carpool partner, you know what I'm saying? He's from Ireland. You know what I'm talking about? He be lacing me on all kinds of global stuff that I don't think about. And I appreciate you, Mick. And them carpools, you know what I'm saying, teaching me about what's popping in Ireland and the UK and, you know, just life in general, man. And and Mick is an incredible physicist. So he be talking to me about, is it quantum mechanics? You know what I'm saying? Helping me understand stuff. I'm loving it. Appreciate you, Mick. My boy, Wes. I mentioned Wes a lot and soon I'm going to bring him on the show. Uh, Wesside. Um, also is a, is a graffiti writer by the name of at side name on IG side name. He is dope. He's got hella technology wisdom. He's got hella hell of like, he's just a deep dude, man. And, and he, and he does jujitsu, you know what I'm saying? But we was at his spot yesterday, lounging, watching the Abu Dhabi combat club. Boy, if you don't get on flow grappling and watch them competitions, huh? Gordon Ryan. Huh? Cyborg, not the woman. Cyborg, bruh. Huh? Yeah. You be you yeah, uh, Huh? Oh yeah. Galval, what? Oh yeah. No, it's going down, man. It's beautiful stuff. Nikki Ryan. Ugh, grimy. Um, a lot of controversy. Listen, um, Wes, you are a G. I appreciate you immensely. You know what I mean? Um you laced me with a lot of stuff and helped me understand a lot of stuff, and I appreciate you. Finally, my jujitsu student Al. Been knowing Al for a long time. Uh he he I met him through his niece, who was uh I was his niece's strength and conditioning coach for cheerleading. We met. Uh he does qigong, really fit, really strong, really. Just got a great philosophy about life and stuff like that. Al, I just want to say, man, uh, after after jitsu at Zaytuna, we've been lounging and hanging and talking. I appreciate those talks. I appreciate building with you. And um, I can see you're going to be successful in everything that you're trying to do right now, man. Appreciate you, dog. And so now it is time for the jujitsu jitsu haiku. A haiku is a Japanese poem that does not have to rhyme. It the It is three lines long. The first line... Is five syllables. The second one is seven. And the third is five again. And so I become kind of addicted to writing haikus. And so I write jujitsu haikus based on my training. And now it is time for me to do that haiku. Again, they don't have to rhyme. Because jujitsu realigns me with my human nature. My man Mike Realm, I'm gonna need you to sprinkle some 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 nature-esque. Stuff in the mix, right? And also know that when I train at Zaytuna College, I like to burn incense. I usually like oud, O-U-D. If you've never smelled oud your whole life in your sensories, it's just been a, a sham and a lie. I feel sorry for you. But we haven't been burning oud. We've been burning Nag Champa, incense. I'm an incense fanatic, like for real, all right? If there's any incense companies that want to sponsor the OG, you are welcome to step up. But Nag Champa ain't sponsoring nobody right now, least of all me. Unless you wants to. Anyway, this haiku is based off of the joy that I have in soaking up incense in the midst of teaching and rolling. Mike, begin the environmental expansion. Can I get a flute, though? I normally don't. I I need a flute. Thank you. Here we go. Nag Champa Breezes. Finding my timing feels good. Self-discovery. Bask in that last line. I'm going to say the last line again and we're going to drop our head and put our left fist to the base of our chin. Ready? Self-discovery. Soak that in. So what have I been up to? Um, I've been chilling. It's been a great week. It was an exhausting week. I was so tired when I was at school the other day. (laughs) Like Dr. John, the principal, he pulled me inside. He was like, are are you okay? (laughs) Yo, I was tired. I was like, Dr. John, man, it's all good. I'm just exhausted. Forgive me. I'm just, I'm tired. He was like, okay, cool. He's like, because I know you do jujitsu. I didn't know if you was getting beat on or something or what was going on. I was like, man, I'm just tired. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Dr. John. He gets heartbeat props right now. Amazing guy. I'm going to have him on the show. I'm going to have him on the show. He's a physicist. One of the smartest men I've ever known. And he actually looks like Einstein, not by like trying to. He literally looks like Einstein and he thinks like Einstein. This dude was on the bridge at Selma with Dr. King. Do you understand me? And he also helped coordinate one of the first conversations via satellite between Russia and America. You don't even understand how deep this conversation. I'm about to interview this dude this week coming. So Dr. John, shout out uh, in the heartbeat props category. You heard me? Um, anyway, so i just been hella tired, but I had a great week. I went to the Mechanics Club in San Francisco. Shout out to Paul Whitehead. Shout out to Abel shout out to Andrew. I had such a great time being there on Tuesday. They have dope tournaments and games. They had amazing people there. I just had such an amazing time at the Mechanics Club on Tuesday. It was great. Mechanics Club is the oldest chess club in America. And the culture and the history and the vibe, man, you just feel it. It was so beautiful. I had a lot of fun with Paul and Abel and Andrew on 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 their Twitch channel. Had hella fun looking to do more stuff with you guys. Um, the most touching moment I had though is I I saw a blind player in the tournament. I didn't ask his name and I didn't interrupt him. But here's what I want you to imagine: This guy's blind. The his opponent moves and says like pawn to c four. He has a hand recorder. He says into his recorder, pawn to C4. Then he, to his left, he has a smaller chessboard that's about like eight by eight on this little, in this little box of chess pieces that has pegs. Then he moves the chess piece to C4, his opponent's chess piece. Then he feels which spaces are open and which spaces are taken by what pieces. And then he moves on the small chessboard and then on the big chessboard. Dude. This guy was blowing my mind because I started thinking about how much effort it took to get that system down and how much will and consistency it took not to just learn the game, but to get good and then build your own system. I was so moved by that because I started thinking about how many people, including myself, say they can't do something because of this or that, say they don't have the time, say they don't have the ability. And then I'm watching this young man play chess like a G in a competition with a full system. It it was like, you know, I was moved, man. So next time you think you can't do something, I want you to remember this player. I'm gonna go learn his name. I'm gonna go back to the mechanics club. I'm gonna learn his name. I might interview him. But I want you to understand That when you have the will and you have the consistency, right? What did I tell you in previous shows? That the universe does not dishonor the work done. If someone says you're weak and you do 20 push-ups a day, it don't matter what they say about your weakness. You're doing 20 push-ups a day. Anybody else that gets a hold of you or feels your grip or your push, they're going to know that person talking crazy will know that you're strong. If someone says you're stupid, but you keep reading. If someone says you're not graceful, but you keep dancing. If someone says you can't fight, but you keep practicing, you will be good. But you got to have that will and you got to have that consistency. And so I am absolutely saluting that player, not just for being the person they are naturally, but for the inspiration it put in me. And I hope the inspiration it gives to you. Also, shout out to my homeboy, Mojo, who I met there, a uh, young brother in the tournament doing this thing. Also a law student, also a Mensa member. You know what I'm saying? We was chilling after. It was so hot in the city at night. We was just walking around, talking, building on all kinds of stuff, man. Mojo, shout out to you, dog. Shout out to you. Then later in the week, I filmed uh, another podcast with my homies at Cage Against. Shout out to Brett Sweet. Shout out to Brain Damage. You know what I'm saying. Shout out to Deshawn, lounging, bro, having hella fun, bro. Love at Cage Against Man. Gonna go to the Sea Wolf and watch the next UFC. Sea Wolf is in London. Oh, London. You see how I keep thinking about London, bro? Can you tell? Sea Wolf is in Jack London Square, um, in Oakland. So gonna go to the Sea Wolf in Jack London Square, and it's going to be dope. Uh, But follow at Cage Against and see us talking about the new upcoming fight with Israel Adesanya and the rest of that card. Hella fun. Uh, What am I listening to? I ain't going to lie, man. I've just been listening to lo-fi beats. What am I watching? Not much. Um, just cartoons, Simpsons, South Park, stuff like that. I told you, my inner brain, if you saw how serious and sometimes dark my brain gets, you would know why I watch cartoons all the time. So that's what I've been doing. What am I reading? Still reading I Can Make You Rich by Ramit Sethi. Highly recommend it. I didn't read as much this week as I need to, but I'm gonna try to get through that book quickly this week. I'm gonna try to finish that book this week because I got some new dope books. And I want to tell you about them, but I got to wait because I got to be, you know what I mean? Some of it's on some self help stuff. Some of it's on just like some history and wisdom and, 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 and man. So I, I but I don't want to speak on it until I jump into them. But I Can Make You Rich, I absolutely recommend. It's not a book about hustling. It's not a book about like fake systems. It's about understanding how credit really works and doesn't work. It's about understanding how banks really work and don't work and making the best decisions based on your financial position. So I appreciate that, you know what I mean? So on the health tip, here's what I'm going to tell you. I've talked to you guys about intermittent fasting. You know that I love it. You know that I do it. That's how I live. However, everybody doesn't live like me, right? Everybody lives differently, right? And so what I want to do is I want to talk with you guys really quickly about, you know, making sure that you have muscle tone efforts in tandem, in sync, at the same time with muscle building. Cut the fat, build some muscle. Not for the sake of yolkness. Have you ever noticed some of these people? They be getting stomach staples, or or they they do a diet that works for them. I don't care what it is. People have different ways of dieting and cutting weight that they do. They could do an alkaline diet. They could do intermittent fasting. Maybe they get their stomach stapled for real, which I don't recommend, because uh, there's too many legit ways to. Uh, lose weight without, without surgery. I really believe that. I believe that that stomach stapling is very rare, very rare. I think that people can lose weight on their own if they get within their own body and system and pay attention to themselves. You know what I'm saying? Um, one thing I would recommend is looking into what your dosha is. Your dosha is, um, something that you should look into and they have dosha tests online. I did one on the Deepak Chopra site um, and it basically tells you kind of like what your constitution is as a human being and and what your body kind of favors and kind of helping you figure out what to eat and how to live based off that. It's really important. So anyway, um, I just want to remind you to whether you do push-ups because I don't lift a lot of weights for real. Um, I only really do dumbbell curls. I don't really like do a bunch of bench pressing and stuff like that. I do push-ups, I do crunches, I do leg lifts, I do pull-ups. That's my workout. And cardio work, you know I jog, right? But my point is, is that you have to do some muscular stuff, not to be yoked, not to be super buff, because I actually believe specifically as you get older, part of the problem with lifting weights is the grinding that it puts on your joints and your tendons and your and your soft tissue. So I tend to stay away from weights because I'm 50 years old, man. You know what I'm saying? So I try to make sure that I don't overdo it, grinding myself up. However, people look like bobbleheads when they lose all the fat, but don't add muscle. They look like bobbleheads. You know what I'm talking about because you've seen Al Roker. You've seen the woman from The View. Who's the black woman that used to be on there all the time? I'm a lawyer. She lost all that weight, but she looked a little strange. I'm not trying to clown. I'm just being honest. What's happening is these people don't have muscular structure. Don't get caught up with losing weight. Don't get addicted to a scale and what it says, right? Look for how you feel. Look for how the diet makes you feel. Look for how the, not just the diet, but the lifestyle makes you feel. That's important, right? And make sure that you're adding muscle tone. Again, not trying to have you look yoked up, not trying to be super buff, but you want to have a muscular structure because if you haven't been working out and you get rid of the fat, but you're not building muscle, you're just gonna look kind of weird. And we don't want that for anybody. All right, guys. So now we're gonna look at worksheet five from Bobby Bruce and The Bronx, The Secrets of Hip-Hop Chess, which is my book by Adisa the Bishop, available on Amazon right now. Cop it. It's about chess, life, and jujitsu, all right? It's about martial arts. It's about how it works. But I have worksheets in the back that help you figure out who you are and what you need from life and how to be strategic for yourself and your family and those you love. So, worksheet five is called The Three Phases of Combat. This theme was introduced... To me, by my jiu-jitsu instructor, Alan Gumby Marcus from Heroes Martial Arts in San Jose. That's my team. It illustrates the three phases of combat. Safety, position, and finish. As he stated many times, this formula has applications on and off the mat as well. After watching a ton of fights, a ton of chess matches, and a ton of business ventures go right and wrong, I agree. On the mat, you don't allow yourself to be in a Disadvantageous position. First, you make yourself safe. Then you improve positional dominance until a chokehold, hold, arm lock, etc., is the only thing left. Checkmate. In chess, first you take, you make your king safe by castling. Then you improve your position square by square until you can finish or checkmate the king. Okay, understand that. Now, I see now. How, in the heat of combat, if you miss the true priority, you lose. If you try to finish your opponent in jiu-jitsu, but your position gives them the space to move, they escape. They scramble to a new position, and it's like the fight almost restarted. In soccer, basketball, football, boxing, and other sports, an unattended area of the field or a miscalculation in what the highest priority can be can ruin the best of advantages. In chess, if you try to checkmate someone but you have miscalculated the squares your team are attacking, the king escapes. Sometimes does the king not only escape, but you can lose a major piece or positional strength in the process. On real battlefields, on the mat, and on the chessboard, misunderstanding the priority of safety, position, and finish is deadly. Train yourself to be aware. So, First question is name a time you miscalculated the phase of the phases of combat in a sport, chess, or in a social situation. Okay. When was the first time you miscalculated the phase of combat in sport, in a sport, chess, or a social situation? Then write these down. Name a time when you use these three phases of combat and it worked for you in chess, sports, or life. Write down a time when you recognize, because a lot of times you win or you lose, but you don't understand why. Now you can look back and be like, oh, I thought I had this, but it was really that. And that's why I came up short. Or, oh, I thought it was this, knew it was that. And that's why I won, right? And then think about in what part of your life can you apply this most easily? Where can you do that? Step into a situation where you can apply that and begin. You know what I'm saying? And it will be dope. So... Takashi 69, also known as Witness for the Prosecution, Daniel Hernandez. All right. So, by now, unless you live completely under a rock, you already know what what is happening here, but I'm going to give you the quick recap. All right. Takashi 69 was taken over the world like a year ago. He's one of the biggest rappers in recent history. And It was mind-blowing how many people he leapfrogged uh, in his his takeover, man. This guy was really taking over rap, like massively. You know what I'm saying? If you ever heard the track Gummo, if you ever heard Billy, if you ever heard Cuda, if you ever heard Kiki, you know this dude was a one-man storm. One-man storm. Gummo? had 350 million views on YouTube. That's insane. That's one song from one artist. Come on, man. Huge. Now, there were people that said he was whack, but you know I'm an OG, but I work with the young people. I liked him. I liked him. I'm not one of these old people that'd be like, in my day, we rapped like this, and we did like that. In my day... Man, shut up, blood. Hip-hop is a youth movement, boy know what I mean? And it doesn't mean that 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 they got to rap like you rap. It doesn't mean they got to wear what you wear. It doesn't mean they got to say what you say. It's a youth movement, bruh. It's not 73 or 83. You understand? It's 2019. I respected this dude. I actually thought his beats and his raps were high energy. I liked him. Now, am I saying he's hella lyrical? Is he the new rock Kim? Is it? No. But he was his own artist, bruh. All right? Now, he's running with all these dudes in red. Nine Trey Bloods, understand, East Coast Bloods are not West Coast Bloods. You can do that research on your own. Not the same. But uh, yeah, Nine Trey Bloods was founded on Rikers Island. A lot of people don't realize that. So anyway, um, I started leaning away from him after he got caught up in like, um, I don't know, I guess you just have to call it like. I don't want to say child pornography. That's not the right word. Basically, he got caught up in a situation, but it was like child abuse of a minor, sexual abuse of a minor, where it was like he was at a party. This girl who was a runaway was at the party. There was a video of her being there. And I think she was sexually assaulted. I don't really remember the story. If you look up takashi 69 DJ Academics, there's a video. And this is when I started realizing that this dude, was not going to be somebody that I could really follow. But the thing is, is in that video, when Academics is interviewing him, I started seeing glimpses of Daniel Hernandez. And what I mean is, he really just starts talking by saying that they would try to work and do stuff like, um, how can I say? Like they were looking to make sensational videos on the train or on the bus and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you know what I mean? I started saying like, wow. So this dude got himself in trouble running around because I don't think the issue was that. And I don't remember. I got to go look back that he had messed with this girl, but that because she was underage and a runaway, she lied to him about how old she was. But I was like, bro, like you can't even be around people who be around girls who lie and you ain't even of the mind to make sure what's going on. bro. you're going to get yourself in trouble. I knew he wasn't that smart when I saw that whole situation. So that's when I started backing away from supporting him, And I hated to do it because he's a dope artist. You know what? I was just on my Facebook talking about what artist did you stop leaving for moral reasons? Did you leave for moral reasons? right? So I had like Takashi Six Nine, Bill Cosby, Africa Bombata. Uh, R. Kelly, you know what I'm saying? And people just started talking. Anyway, it was a crazy conversation on my my Facebook. Also understand if you try to friend me on Facebook and you don't really know me, I won't be adding you, bro. I added this fool this week. He was hella weird. And I don't really add people I don't know, but he was associated with some people that I trust. He got on my page posting weirdness, bro. I had to pull the plug on, bro. You got to be careful, man. So if I don't really know you, I'm not adding you. That's what's happening. Don't be shocked if you try to add me. I don't respond. Not on Facebook. I might add you on, on IG. You ain't getting it on Facebook, dog. Anyway, um, so then, you know, as Takashi's taking over this whole set, he's calling himself the king of New York. He's starting beef. He's, he's going over to Chicago talking crazy. He's coming to LA and talking crazy. He's, he's doing a lot of stuff. And it was very interesting very interesting because I was like either this dude is the realest G of all times or he's a clown there's no middle ground on stuff like that you know then things started to kind of spiral out of control where his baby moms can we all just say real quick that for reasons we'll never understand I'm just talking to the men I'm looking around the room what's up guys baby moms can be really irritating can't they shout out to nobody's baby moms anyway um Sandra Molina I think that's her name I may have got it wrong you know she started saying that he used to beat her and stuff and uh I think they got snatched first so long story short he's running around with all these gangsters in his videos Cops in his videos, street fights in his videos. His videos were the embodiment of everything a teenager or a young adult male would want to see. Like in his video, I think for Kiki with uh, Fetty Wap and A Boogie with the hoodie. You're going to see motorcycles, ATVs. Uh, girls with their booty out. Uh, Basketball courts, police cars, street fight clips, guns. Like, it's just crazy. That's all attractive. I understand why he blew up. He was a marketing genius. He really was, man. So then he gets snatched up. His manager, Shoddy, gets snatched up. This other dude, I'm forgetting his real name, but they call him Nuke. He gets snatched up. And stuff starts getting weird real quick. Next thing you know, they're saying this dude's a snitch and he's going states evidence. I wasn't shocked. People was acting shocked. I wasn't shocked, right? Later, we find out his manager, Shoddy was boning his baby moms. This is why baby moms don't get no shout outs today. Just for today, you'll get shout outs on another show. But today, no shout outs for the baby moms. Uh, Then you find out that not only was his baby moms getting boned by Shadi and possibly other members of the Nine Trey, that he was kidnapped and beaten by some of these guys. And if you don't think that that had a role in his decision to turn state's evidence, you're tripping I think that this whole thing about snitching is bizarre. And what I mean is this. Back in the day, a snitch was this. If me and you robbed a bank or did a crime, and you got caught, and you told on me, you were considered a snitch. Because we did this together, bro. Shut the hell up. Right? But that term has evolved over the years to mean anybody who says anything about anybody if they was doing wrong. Even if those people did you hella wrong. Listen. If you beat me in the street, videotape my beating, boning my baby's moms and stealing my money and my jewelry, bruh. Yeah, you might. You might have me do whatever I wanted to do to get you back, bruh. You might have that, especially when this fool six, nine, ain't even like a real G, bruh. You think he's not going to snitch when he's not even built for the streets like that? Come on, man. However, some of the best memes in the history of memeology came from this court case. <laughs> IG was aflame with memes that were hilarious. Um, and if you really want to get a more granular understanding of the court case and his life, definitely look inside Complex Magazine. Shout out to Sean Sitaro and everybody at Complex who did responsible stuff on 6 ix 9 uh. From, from Complex and shout out to John Caramonica and a lot of the other folks in the New York Times who did some great coverage, all right, on the case. Among other things, we learned that Jim Jones is a blood from Nine Trey. Um, I believe it was Nine Trey. And the reason I say I believe is because he outed Cardi B as a blood, but she came back and said, I'm a brim blood. I'm not even in Nine Trey. So it was kind of funny. I still got love for Cardi B. I don't care how none of y'all hey, you can hate on her if you want to, but I'm 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 a legit fan. And not just because I think she's bold as an artist, but because she's the only rapper to speak out against like uh uh African slavery in Lib- in Libya. She's the only one to really kind of go after fools uh In politics and speak about real issues, man, a lot of your favorite politicians, political rappers and your spiritual rappers, they don't have the, the, excuse the word, they don't have the nuts of Cardi B when it comes to speaking on real political issues. And she doesn't even pretend to be an expert. It's just that she cares and she's sincere and that's enough. That's hip hop. That's what you do with your platform when you reel. There's a lot of people who have way smaller platforms and are afraid to say anything, bro. They're afraid to say anything. And that's why I shout her out. Anyway, he outs her. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. The net's flipping out. IG's flipping out. Um, But, right, what does all this stuff really come from? If you look at the old mafia codes, they had this thing called Omerta, right, which was the root of no snitching right? And that's how the mob bosses held it down in the old days. But then the feds started coming up with this thing like, whoever tells first will get the least amount of time. Whoever tells last will get the most amount of time. And that's how they started breaking down the mafia on the East Coast. This is all verifiable stuff. You can look on on Netflix documentaries on the mafia, and you can look on YouTube. You will find that this is the case, okay? Right? Right? Simple as that. Simple as that. But in the old days, real snitches would come up dead, as my homeboy, uh King Koo, pointed out. He said, today, snitches don't come up dead. You just live. And I'm not saying that snitches need to be killed. But what I'm saying is that if we do a crime together and you get caught, you really shouldn't say nothing, dog. Right? But if I didn't do the crime at all and I get caught, you shouldn't expect me to just take an L for you, dog. I'm going to be honest. You should have enough nuts to take that L and be like, you know what? You ain't got nothing to do with it, bro. That was me. Or at least put something on my books, pay for my attorney, do something. The problem here is that everybody wants to pretend like jail life and mafia life is regular life, and it ain't. The big problem is that America... Black and Latino America, and now America in general, has let prison culture, which ain't always thinking right, that's why they're in prison, has let prison culture bleed over into mainstream culture. That's a problem. That's a problem. But like when I was young, I would be in cars. Look, I've been in cars that got pulled over and there were weapons in the car. I got pulled over in cars with other partners that was dope dealers and doing stuff they shouldn't have been doing. And kids, don't do that because I can't believe I didn't get killed. A lot of people got killed doing what I was doing and a lot of people came up maimed or went to jail for stuff they really weren't involved in, okay? um, And people would say, I'd be sitting on a curb being a nerd who just loves hip hop, running around the streets too much. And they would say, Yo, there's weed right here. Blah, blah. Is this yours? And I wouldn't snitch. I would say, no, that's not mine. And somebody else would say, he doesn't smoke weed, officer. He doesn't do any drugs. He's clean. He's got nothing to do with this. Or the knife in the car isn't his knife. He's clean. He doesn't have nothing to do with this. That's what real Gs do. And that's how I came up. So when I see people leaving those that are... Um, innocent dangling. I don't like that. And I don't think that's real hood. I think that's real weak. Anyway, is a bad look for Takashi to be seen as a snitch. All right. And if you look at the guy that killed Nipsey, Eric Holder, why did he do it? He did it because Nipsey was like, yo, man, I can't mess with you because everybody says you're a snitch. And that's the kind of brand, that's what the brand of being a snitch will have on you, man. It'll mess you up in the hood forever. So that dude felt embarrassed and humiliated and he came back and he shot one of the greatest entrepreneurial rappers that ever lived. Nipsey Hussle, RIP, dog. Eric Holder, man, I hope the worst of life comes to you forever, dog. The worst. (laughs) Right? And I'm not trying to clown right now. I'm just being honest. What artistic... Gift did Shoddy have? Hmm? Takashi's manager. What was he good at? Nobody says, oh, while, t- while Shoddy was known as one of the top dudes in Nine Trey, he was also known for writing music concertos in for the oboe instrument, mostly in D minor. No, When you look at Baby Lane, the guy that Tupac got caught up with at the hotel casino. Before he got killed, nobody says, oh, Baby Lane was an accomplished painter. Then he was mostly inspired by the work of, you know, what's that guy's name, Pollock? You know what I'm saying? He was mostly inspired by the work of, 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 <laughs> I mean, you get what I'm saying here, all right? And then those that are artists become victims of street life by those that aren't. Tupac really, why did he go to death row? He went to death row because he got caught up in some street stuff. He needed new protection and he knew that Suge would look out for him. What he didn't realize was that Suge was bad for him and that that the protection that he he got in the beginning was gonna be his undoing in the end. If you haven't already done it, go to bishopchronicles.com and look up my Machiavelli to Machiavelli All right, the strategic life of Tupac Shakur, from Machiavelli to Machiavelli, the strategic life of Tupac Shakur. I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you what's true. I'm telling you what goes down. These guys aren't gifted, right? And and at the end of the day, right? Like this dude, Takashi Six Nine, is good for hip hop. Good for hip hop. Takashi Six Nine is great for hip hop. Why? Because Takashi Six Nine is a reminder of why you don't sell your soul for fame. Takashi Six Nine is a reminder of why you don't hang out with real killers when you ain't a real killer. I could see in his eyes he wasn't real. You want to know who's real? Shoddy is real. Go look at the mugshot of Takashi Six Nine right now. Go look it up. Now look up Shoddy's mugshot. Look at Shottie. He's got what me and the homie Ali, shout out to Ali, shout out to all the homies in Riyadh. Ooh. Listen, Shoddy got them dead eyes. I work all the time. I be in juvenile halls all the time. Uh, I haven't been in, in prisons for a minute, but shout out to the homies and the OGs from San Quentin, from Folsom. You know what I mean? All right, from Vacaville, all the penitentiaries, Tehachapi for real. But I mentioned those first ones because those are the ones I visited first, you know? And what I'm trying to get you to understand is sitting down with lifers, sitting down with real criminals who do real things, you learn, man, quick. You look in the eyes of people, you can see whether they're street. Takashi 6'9, Daniel Hernandez, he didn't have those eyes. But he wanted fame so bad, he put on for a gang he wasn't really a part of, kicked up a bunch of dust he wasn't really about, and went to jail over pretending to be somebody he wasn't. The reason why Takashi 69 is good for hip-hop is because he should forever be a reminder of being true to yourself as an artist. If you look at hip-hop, hip-hop loves you when you're true to yourself. That's why Too Short is a legend. Two live crew legend. Right? Public enemy legend. Stay true to who they are, man. Easy E legend. Tupac is a legend too, right? Nipsey is is a legend too, right? But, but they got killed by people in the street that don't care because they don't have the skills, because they don't have the gifts cultivated. And also let me say that these men with uncultivated gifts, it's not that they don't have them. They were just uncultivated. As young children, they had gifts, but poverty, the crushing weight of white supremacy, look it up. It's a system, Neely Fuller Jr. I'm not just talking about somebody racist. I'm talking about the system of white supremacy hood violence, broken families, broken schools. It makes them believe less in their gifts. It makes them not be able to identify their gifts. It makes them not have the, the discipline to cultivate their gifts. And they become street street dudes. They be They become street women. And those people prey on artists all the time because they're predators, because they have to be to survive. That's what they believe. I feel bad for Takashi Six Nine because he is nothing but a young dude who wanted to be famous so bad he ruined his life in pursuit of it, and that's what I want you to tell your children, tell your students, tell anybody who thinks they're about to give up their gifts and their soul for this fame, man. What is it worth now, man? How, man, I know I was just going hard on baby moms, but I'm just being honest right now. I feel bad for Sandra Molina. You know how hard it's going to be for her? I don't think she's famous or rich right now. I don't know what her money's like, but she can't go to a lot of the places she used to go. She can't kick it with a lot of the people she used to kick it with cuz Takashi messed it up. I already told you I was I was not listening to this dude over over the the child endangerment sex stuff allegations. I was out. But now th- that's a totally different thing than like doing hell of years and having to be in witness protection and she's out there his kids, man. His kid's gonna have their whole life branded horribly because of his actions, and this is what happens. This is what happens when you live in outside of yourself, man. Takashi was a genius who was desperate, too desperate, and he ruined his whole life, man. Don't ruin your whole life chasing his fame on the internet. Don't ruin your whole family trying to be popular trying to chase stuff that ain't even real, man. I've known a lot of rappers over the years, a lot of famous dudes, okay? And I can tell you, I've also worked in Silicon Valley and came across a lot of rich fools, man. And I can tell you that there's a lot of people pulling up in the Lamborghinis who hate themselves inside. I can tell you there's a lot of the people in penthouses overlooking the whole city, overlooking the ocean, And they are just like dead wood. And it's hard for you to believe that, but that's the truth. It's hard for you to believe that, but that's the truth. And I've had some high moments financially. I've had some low moments financially. But through the bulk of it, I've been happy with who I am and happy with how I've lived. And I can look myself in the mirror as a human being and know that I haven't done no real wrong to nobody. I haven't left nobody dangling. I haven't maliciously harmed anybody. I haven't stolen nothing from nobody. Okay? That's important to me. That might not be important to you. That might not be the kind of morals you want your kids or your students to have. But those are the morals that I want my kids and my students to have. And so I'm going to tell them about 6 9 I'm going to tell him how dumb he was. And I'm going to tell him, stop pretending to be a G. A lot of these kids be like, oh, man, I can't believe he snitched. He snitched. He snitched. Man, look, they was about to give this fools like three quarters of a century. Or you can keep your mouth shut over the dudes that boned your baby moms and beat you on film. What you going to do? I'll tell you what you're going to do. Don't be involved in this from the beginning. This is a perfect reason why you should stay in school. Takashi 6ix9ine is the reason why you do your homework. To tell that to your kids. Takashi 6ix9ine is the reason you keep your job at target. Okay? That's what Takashi 6ix9ine is. Takashi 6ix9ine is the reason you go to church. You go to synagogue. It's the reason you meditate. It's the reason you exercise. It's the reason you read books that self-enrich and you watch videos on YouTube instead of 6ix9ine that self-enrich. It's why you watch videos on how to get your algebra done. All right? It's why you watch videos on, on understanding English better. All right? That's why. That is why. Because if you don't believe that you have value, you will put yourself in the presence of people that don't value you. I swear, man, I swear. I've seen it a hundred times. And I've also been that person that didn't have the full self-esteem, but I knew I wasn't a gangster. I hung with some crazy people at times in pursuit of hip hop understanding because hip hop in the streets mesh and mingle sometimes. But I'm telling you, I'm absolutely telling you, I don't know why God saved me from so much. I don't know why when I could have got shot, I didn't get shot. I've had guns in my face by cops, by drunk fools, by people amped up on like all kind of stuff. I don't even know. All right. I, I, I've been in clubs that got shot up right when I, hey, ask my boy, Green Eyed Mark. Hey, remember when we was in Oakland and them dudes couldn't get in the club and then we were walking toward the back of the club and them dudes that couldn't get in shot up the front of the club. Right as I turned right into the room, I was in the hallway, I could have got my head blown off. I, I, I was in pursuit of a lot. I, I had people who were Gs around me that knew I was the nerd ball who just wanted to learn up so they didn't let me get caught up. People don't do that no more. They leave you dangling. Tell your kids Takashi 6ix9ine is good for hip-hop. He's why you do your homework. He's why you find your internal gift and you get the discipline to cultivate it. Because if you don't, you end up like 6 ix 9 If you don't, you end up like some of the greatest rappers who ever lived, who should still be here, but got killed by people who just didn't care because they didn't have gifts and they were willing to risk more and take more from people who had more This is Bishop Chronicles I'm a decent of Bishop TV.com Shout out to Mike Realm Shout out to all the homies At TV.com Alright Side Life Radio Tune in next week It's gonna get deeper I promise Peace Teacher What star is that? Don't think, don't think. You are now listening you must learn. Right, try, 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 try with me. <laughs> it's my own secret technique.